Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And what I wanted to discuss is the idea behind do nice guys finish last? I think this is a, this is a very deep question uh, for a lot of us. Do nice guys finish last? Because that's what I was always taught, right? Uh, at least <laughs> for whatever reason, I think of like t-shirts growing up or bumper stickers growing up that it was people that would wear a t-shirt or have a bumper sticker on the car that says nice guys finish last. And is that true? You know, the, the first question that I would ask or pose in regards to if that's true is to invert the question. You know, if you say, do nice guys finish last, does that, are you implying that mean guys finish first? You know, I don't think that's true, but I also don't think that nice guys finish last either. But I wouldn't at the same time say nice guys finish first and mean guys finish last. There's a balance here that has to be struck. And what I'd like to do is spend a couple of minutes. I'll give you an example from today uh, when I had a, had a meeting with one of our reps and we were discussing more or less this topic in a, in a couple of facets in regards to medical sales that hopefully will be worth your while listening to. Um, you know, this, this rep, the, that we were having, a, I was having a conversation with, and we were honestly just sitting down at a Starbucks and, and kind of mapping out what a sales meeting looks like. What is, you know, what are the steps in a sales meeting? You've got the intro where you're introducing yourself and your company. Then you've got essentially the qualifying phase or the discovery question phase where you're trying to, trying to uncover needs, problems, wants, desires, etc. And then you go into the sales presentation and then the close, right? So that's kind of a rough outline of what the sales meeting looks like. The one of the one of the issues that we focused on um, quite a bit in the conversation was she, you know, she she's been having good conversations with customers, but struggling to get deals over the finish line. And one of the things I shared with her is that I told her flat out, like you have a lot of the intangibles that you're looking for in sales folks. Like there's I do believe that there are intangibles that are built into people that I think you can train to some extent, but there are also other people that are just going to have more natural charisma and ability to, you know, command a presence in the room and uh, develop, you know, rapport and relationship with somebody and be able to talk to people easily. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't come, it doesn't feel forced. And so she has a lot of those intangibles. And so she, she kind of followed that up with, Um, she's like, yeah, but you know, a lot of people told me that's why I'd be good in sales, but I'm not getting the results currently. And so what I, you know, what I shared with her is that the things that can be an asset for you in sales can also be a crutch. They can also be a detriment, right? Like you can have too much of a good thing, so to speak, where, you know, if you're too nice with the customer, if you are too jolly, if you carry on conversations with them that you shouldn't be having in a sales meeting, 
you're not going to get anywhere. And so what, what I did with her, and I, I kind of mapped this out on a piece of paper, is that the way that I think about it is literally you're driving the car in a sales meeting. You want to be more or less in control of the conversation. You want to be driving the car. And you want the passenger to be your customer. You want them sitting shotgun. You don't want those flipped around. You don't, you don't want the customer driving the car and you're the sales rep sitting, in the, sitting shotgun with them um, trying to convert them or trying to have a conversation with them about your product. You need to be driving the car because you need to keep the car on the road. You know, I think about it as like getting on the highway. All right, you know, your intro to a customer or your intro to a sales meeting is going to be you inviting the customer to get on the highway with you. And your objective is to go from point A to point B. Point A is where you start and point B is get them to give you a commitment to give you the business, right? That's, that is the objective. But there are going to be a number of stops along the way that the customer is going to try to make. And so what we talked about is that, especially if you are kind of getting back to the original question, if you are too nice of a person that you are unable to steer the car back on the road when the customer tries to take you off the road, you're going to struggle in sales. And so it's not that nice guys finish last or nice guys finish first. Nice guys are typically going to finish somewhere in the middle, but it's not the nice that's going to get you there. It's the blending of uh, not only being nice, but being assertive and being willing to put the nice part of you aside and grab the steering wheel when you need to with the customer, with the customer, metaphorically speaking. So, you know, the, the issue that she run it, runs into is that she connects well with customers. She's able to have a conversation about a lot of things. And so the customer, you know, she gets on the highway, she's driving along and then the customer takes, you know, what, grabs the wheel, steers the car off the road and goes off the on off ramp. And then they start talking about the weekend, right? Like, Oh, this happened this weekend. Oh, and then I've got my kids and you know, I've got two kids and they're into this and we're playing football these days and you know, things are busy. Oh, and uh, yeah, I've got coming up this weekend. I've got, you know, this going on, or I've got a marathon in a couple weeks that I'm going to be doing, or I'm training for this. And before you know it, the conversation has gone totally off the road and you're 20 miles off of the, <laughs> off of the highway. You know, you're, you're, as the rep, you're supposed to be driving the car and you've got the customer that is trying to take you off the road that you're trying to go on. You're trying to go from A to B and you've got them pulling you off an off ramp. You know, they, they start with, oh, I just want to get off here and get a coffee, you know, so to speak, if you, if you guys are following the analogy, but you end up because you're not willing to put your quote unquote niceness aside and be assertive with them and just in, a, in an appropriate way, steer the car back onto the road, you're going to find yourself five minutes later, you know, 30 miles off the road. <laughs> and you're never going to be able to get back to the highway. And then your sales meeting is done. And it wasn't productive. But, but your feeling coming away from it is like, well, we had a good conversation. We talked about the family. I know that, you know, this doctor has two kids and, you know, they're into sports. And I know that he, you know, likes to fish. And like, okay, cool. That's fine. You, you know, relatively valuable information to know because you want to, you know, connect with customers and understand their, their likes and their needs and their wants and desires. And yeah, that's fine. But did you get anywhere with a conversation regarding your product or service that you're trying to sell them on? You know, typically the answer is no. And the reason that's happening is because you've got somebody, you've got a rep that's a nice person that can connect well with people, but struggles to put their foot down and be assertive when they need to. You know, when the customer is trying to take you off the path that you're trying to go in the conversation, you've got to be willing to, it, it's, it's not going to go 
you're not going to say to the customer, hey, I'm, I'm not willing to talk about weekends or what you're interested in at this time. This is a sales meeting. You know, I only want to discuss that. Obviously, you can't tell them that. But you've got to try to minimize the side conversation that they're, they're trying to take you on and steer you off the road, off the path. You need, to, you need to stay on the highway as much as you can because that's the only way to get to the sale. That's the only way to get to the close, to get where you're trying to go. And so that's, that's where I think when, when we talk about nice guys finishing last, it's not necessarily that nice guys finish last. It's that if you are too nice of a person and you don't have the backbone or the aggressiveness when needing or when needed or the assertiveness that you need to put your foot down or grab the steering wheel back from the customer and steer the conversation back onto the right track, if you don't have that, that's where you're really going to get frustrated because you're going you're gonna to feel like you're having good conversations with customers, but you're not actually getting anywhere with them because the conversations you have end up being about things unrelated to what needs to, unrelated to the conversation you need, you need to be having with them about why they should use your product or service. And, you know, I, I've, I don't have data on this. This is my intuition. But my, my intuition is that a lot of people that get into sales and they're, they do it for a year or two and they struggle a little bit and then they go do something else. You know, they go back to a, you know, a marketing position or they go to HR or they go to whatever they were doing before. I think the reason why that happens is because they're, generally speaking, they're very nice people that connect well with others, that can carry themselves well, that have a nice smile, that, you know, can can carry a conversation, can start a conversation with people, can can talk about a number of different things. And so they, they think or people in their life tell them that they'd be good at sales because they have those skills, but they don't have the ability to steer the car back on the road. They don't have the ability to lean in on the customer when they need to lean in. They don't have the... Uh, the assertiveness necessary to put aside their niceness, so to speak. You know, you've got to be able to throttle that on and off when necessary. You know, I've, I've certainly talked about modulating your personality a little bit. What I mean by modulating is you've got to turn down the niceness and turn up the assertiveness when necessary. And you've got to be able to identify when that's needed. And a lot of times when you see the car going off the road, you've got the customer trying to take you you know, you're in there for a sales meeting to talk about a product or service that you want to convert them on. And then they start trying to take the conversation away from that. You've got to find a way to appropriately grab the steering wheel back from them, steer it back on path and say, hey, no, you know, I'd like to, you know, let's let's table that conversation. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you about your fishing endeavors. But, you know, for the time being, what I'd like to do is address this product that I've got in front of you here. You know, you've got to you've got to be able to find an appropriate way to to steer that conversation back on. And so, you know, my assumption is that, and my, my intuition is that the people that, you know, do sales for a year or two and don't have the success that they feel like they were going to, um, that have some of the intangibles that you're looking for, that's the key piece that's missing. It's being able to, you know, turn off or turn up and down the niceness, the, the, uh, happiness, the joyfulness, the, whatever, whatever the, uh, descriptive term you want to use is or somebody that has good charisma to that is probably what got you in the door initially that charisma is not going to get you across the finish line with the customer you've got to be willing to be stern with them and serious with them when necessary and certainly in my experience with customers that are that are legitimate surgeons you know um, 
You know, some of the best surgeons that you work with that are busy, that have a strong practice, they're going to recognize quickly the reps that are essentially novices, that are amateurs, that don't know what they're doing, that don't know their product that well. They're the ones that are going to take the bait on trying to, you know, have a conversation completely unrelated to the, to the topic that you want to discuss, to the product you wanted to discuss. You know, the, the, the sales reps that are the best, the ones that know what they're doing, that have big businesses that are clearly successful, they don't have the time to have, you know, meaningless conversations with customers in that environment. It doesn't mean that you, if you go out to coffee or you, if you go out to dinner or you're grabbing beers with a customer that you can't talk about all those other things like fishing and golf and, and whatnot. That is the time and place for it. But if you're in the middle of a sales meeting and you're just following their bait off, of, you know, you're essentially letting them take over the steering wheel, take the exit and then drive south 20 miles from the highway, you're never going to be able to get back on. And, and the good customers, the good surgeons, the good doctors, the, the, um, the customers that I've worked with who are kind of in that environment that are busy and are good and are going to be the ones worth, that have the business that's worthwhile pursuing on your end because, you know, they've got some volume, so they're going to be able to use a decent amount of product. They're not going to have the time for that either. And so they're going to test you as the rep of, are you going to chase, chase me down this conversation? Or are you going to have the backbone to, when I go start talking about, you know, riding mountain bikes, are you going to be able to steer me back into the conversation that you wanted to have? And, um, and in my experience, they're in some ways testing the rep to see what kind of backbone they have and how serious they are about it. And if, if they're willing, if this rep that I'm talking with or who's trying to pitch me their product, if they're willing to go down a 10 minute rabbit hole on mountain bikes, they're probably not worth my time. You know, they probably don't know their product that well, or they're at least not sold on it or else they'd be trying to get me back on track. You know, I think that's in my experience, that's, that's kind of how I perceive things. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I don't know if that exactly answers the initial question of, you know, do nice guys finish last? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's what are the other intangibles that you're bringing to the table? And what are the, what are the other skill sets? And do you have the ability to throttle that on and off? Because you do need to be nice. You don't want to be a prick. But there are times where you've got to be assertive and you've got to, you've got to suppress the, the desire to be liked and courteous and um, whatever, whatever adjective you want to use describing somebody that, that lets the customer take charge of the conversation. You've got to be willing to to pull, to grab the steering wheel back from the customer when necessary. So, um, you know, I think that's, if you're, if you're in that category, that's something you really got to start thinking about and trying to work on is, is develop the skill sets and the backbone and the assertiveness to, uh, to be willing to confront customers when you need to, to be willing to steer the conversation back. If they want to go talk about mountain bikes, say, Hey, look, you know, I enjoy riding mountain bikes as well, but if you don't mind, let's have that conversation another time. What I'd like to do while we're here and while I've got your attention is discuss this product with you to see if it makes sense for you. You know, something as easy as that helps you get the conversation back on track. So, um, anyway, I hope that's helpful for you guys, felt helpful for you guys to think about and, um, productive. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast and we will see you on the next one. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.